Welcome back to Band in Minnesota, the podcast that's all about band and not about band at all. Well, listeners, we have a really unique and special episode for you this week. We're doing a bit of a podcast swap. That's right, because Aaron and myself, we were invited to be guests on a relatively new podcast called Beyond Artless a few weeks ago, and that episode just dropped today, and we thought it would be really fun to actually stream that entire episode right here in our newsfeed. Beyond Artlist is hosted by Chris Gleason, Phil Ostrander, and Peter Haberman. Uh, Chris is a former middle school band director from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, who now works for the Wisconsin Department of Education. Phil is a low brass instructor at the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire, and Peter Haberman, who has been a guest on this uh, podcast before, is the director of bands at Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota. It is kind of a wacky, fun podcast. It's about music education, um, but they don't take themselves too seriously. And in an effort to, uh, you know, increase listenership of their podcast, to mix things up here in our feed because things have been so busy lately, uh, what you're about to hear is a complete episode of Beyond Artlist with guests. Brad Mariska, that's me, my co-host Aaron Holmes, and if you want to look up Beyond Artlist, just search for it on any podcasting app. And if you're on a podcasting app like uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to leave us a rating or a review for Band in Minnesota. Tell a friend about us and enjoy this week's episode, Beyond Artlist. Hey, commuter. We recorded this podcast with Phil and I in the same room, and it went just as you expected. <laughs> what? I feel like I'm not in the screen with you. If I just can I just no, no, you can't. Here, no. just move okay. back then. No, it's. I kind of like. No, if no, I have no, to no, put no. the tuba between you no, two. Put it down. Look, it down. if I have to stop this podcast, you're both going to get it. Let's just. If you can't be in the same room together. There's a tuba over there. What? That tuba? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, is Phil at your house? That's the best. It sounds like Phil. Yeah, yeah, that's good centered sound right there. How was your first day of tour, buddy? This it, no one should play these. <laughs> They're heavy. They have buttons. Yeah, buttons. Yeah, so Phil's uh Phil's right here with us, man. Is he gonna crash at the house tonight with you two? No, he's gonna go back and be a band right Gotta go go back to tour. Where'd you spend your day today, Philip? Uh, first day tour, we did a little uh, location close to Eau Claire, Osseo Fairchild, and then drove mm-hmm. it and went to Edgerton. Uh, then tomorrow morning is Oconomowoc and Waukesha North. Oh, yeah. Great. Yes. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. We're, uh, so far, so good. That happens. But I had a special guest at the second gig today. I did. Who was your special guest at Edgerton? Uh, Chris Gleason? Chris Gleason was at the tour performance. Chris listened to the band. I did. And it was he, fun. He provided some critique of my conducting. Wasn't oh. hard. Pretty easy. And his pronunciation. Yeah. That yeah, left a little bit to this. Is, I recorded Ch- some of Ches- it, though. Ches Nukouf. Ava, Ava plays trumpet and is playing production on it, too. Okay. Hold your applause to the end. Bam! <laughs> okay, shut up. Name. I'm trying to get through this. I got to remember these people's names. They're distracting me. Nice. Applause to the end. Moving on. <laughs> that was great. Good for you. Oh, that was fun. No, they sounded great. Really great concert. So it was fun. What does it look like in the uh, commander's chair there? What has he got going on? Does it look different? This is definitely Starship Enterprise action right here. It's pretty hooked Boom. up. It's nice. You know he's going to add a sound effect there when he does the uh, the final. Hey, I uh, was doing this uh, festival in Bismarck Mandan, and I Thanks, mentioned uh, to a group... Is that sort of like name dropping, but in the reverse? <laughs> no, it's two towns. Anyway, uh, Bismarck Mandan, and they, uh, I told them I had a podcast, and 
a bunch of them listened to it and came back the next day and were talking about the podcast. I said, who was the guest? I don't remember some old guy. It was Scott Teeple. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good. Did a family make it back from their little vacation? Did you send them they away? Did. Yeah, I sent them to New Mexico. It was fun. They had a good time. They kept sending me pictures in the desert with like t-shirts and shorts on and hanging out in the pool and the sauna. I had a good time visiting with Chris's family. It's nice to see that his family treats him with the same disregard that mine teach, treats me with. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. You guys have it all figured out. That's the way that works. You see how, um, how should I put this? How receptive Aaron is to the whole podcast idea? Yeah, I would say that Aaron and Allison are both equally committed to the concept of, of the podcast. So yeah. there's a lot of commonality and I roll in, in um, I'd say disdain. Disdain? I'm not, well, um, yeah, that, that's true. I saw that's that mostly, tonight. Yeah. She's like, so are you going to do a podcast tonight? We're like, yeah. She's like, huh. <laughs> All right. And then Miles, of course, chips well, in. He's like, oh, yeah. She listened to the I, opening song. I know. Well, Allison will say, oh, podcast. And then her eyes will move to the light fixture that I have not put in that's been sitting there waiting to be put in for the last six weeks. It'll just, wow wander to the light fixture and sort of zone in on it those are loving relationships you have that's just so beautiful i love it i can tell it's just working out well for you too today nope. we have two guests stand by what are we standing by for this is great for podcasting Oh, he got a message. He's oh, answering he's something. He's got like some DoorDash action that he's trying to go. Yeah, I'm hungry. I, I didn't eat lunch or breakfast until 2 o'clock like your students. Nice work there, band director of the year. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> um, band our... today. We are going to eat at some point. <laughs> okay, wonderful. That's great. At some point, I will allow you to eat. Until then, you will play until you fall. <laughs> fall down. <laughs> It isn't good until somebody passes out. That's exactly right. That was exactly Gusto right. again. Susan, once more. You said the word okay. stinger today. I knew it. I said the word stinger for you. Yet. I started clapping. I'm like, yeah, he said stinger. Okay, go ahead, Peter. Sorry. Sorry, Ron. You're not sorry. And that's the best part. Um, so both no, of no our guests today, they both use the same hairstylist. Both of these guests have been cheerleaders. Both of these guests grew up actually only 12 minutes away from each other, but they didn't know each other until they were both teachers. Hmm. They've both been um, school band and orchestra magazine, uh, 50 directors that make a difference on different years. They've both been on Minnesota State Boards for the MBDA and MMEA. Uh, they also have a podcast called Band in Minnesota. It is the Farmington Band Directors, Brad Mariska and Aaron Holmes. Great. All right, let's see. Can they turn their screens on? They can't even turn their screens on. This is the best. <laughs> right now they're thinking, huh, that's a great podcast. Not, I have, not this has never happened. Introduction says worked right. Not one. <laughs> not one introduction on this podcast. And we're on like episode 12. <laughs> None of it has worked right. Uh, ten. It is Brad and Aaron. <laughs> Yay! Finally got this to work. Well, okay. And I'm just gonna tell I'm just gonna tell Phil right now. You need to be a little bit closer to the microphone because yeah, during all of that, away. yeah, during all that banter, you sounded too far away. Putting, That's exactly really well, good. Putting putting the microphone in front of his face solves an entirely different problem. So yeah, that solves both problems: one yeah. we knew we had, and one we also knew we had. Ah, so Aaron, all the shoes are. That's your office, right? You have all the is shoes it, behind you. This is my office. Yeah, so you can like see her, her home office. She doesn't have all those shoes at school. I want to be clear. No, they're not at school. Yeah, it goes all the way over there. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, her <laughs> office at school isn't large enough for her shoe collection. It's not. It's pretty small. I mean, pretty small. Thank you for joining no. us. I'm excited to have you with us. This is so exciting. We're blending two podcasts together. Well, we're um, so excited to be here. Thank you. And Phil and Chris uh, have been relegated to the same place because they can't be trusted. So um, we have to pull this <laughs> podcast over. They're both going to get it. 
Do I need one of those? Yeah, I probably do. (laughs) Commuter, I just gave him a Tic Tac. All right, so... Uh, Brought to you by the good people at Tic Tac. Tic Tac, that's right. One of our sponsors. (laughs) We don't have any sponsors. Okay. So, uh, how are you both doing? Good. Really good. Great. I actually, I'm... It's really unfortunate that I'm recording a podcast tonight because... We had pep band last night, and I yelled a lot, and my voice is just <laughs> shredded. Um, I, I, I still, like, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I, I still find it necessary to absolutely scream and yell and shout and sing at the top of my lungs every time we have pep band. And you were a and, and because, it's, yeah, I guess maybe because I was a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, um, <laughs> I, you were judging a festival today. I was, yep. Contest. And um large group. Yeah. One of my former students was one of the band directors. Oh god, I was gonna bring that up to you. She did such a great job. The band sounded really, really great. And she, I said, I, I was gonna mm. talk to you tonight, and she was like, oh, I'm so I'm I'm his respect means so much to me. Don't and I'm like, I'm gonna tell him good things, don't worry. It was very, <laughs> very sweet. She's begging, please don't tell him about the bad note. Don't tell him. There was one F sharp. He'll know. He'll know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, she's fun. It was nice to meet her. Yeah. I have to interrupt Peter because it's what I enjoy doing. Um, because whatever question he's going to ask is sort of trivial anyway. Um, Aaron, you're the second podcast person I've seen that has um, shoes in the background of their setup that are their own. So Who's the I don't first know if you're familiar. One? Um, well, the first one's composer who I had to assume with my band, um, this guy named Daniel Montoya Jr. Awesome. Like, so his, his side, well, I don't know. I think he's, he's got a, a, like a band composing hustle, but his other hustle is shoes, but it, it is serious. So he goes out and spends hundreds of dollars on the latest sneakers and he's got a million of them. It's pretty interesting actually. That um, that's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, you would give him a run for his money. <laughs> yeah, sure. I hope I believe that a shoe tells you a lot about your soul. Wow. Okay, that was that was terrible. <laughs> that was not even good. And Don't tread on me. It's like that book I was reading on the history of glue. I just can't put it down. Hey. <laughs> well, listen. I've I've always found in life that shoes are very consistent, and you know when you're when you have babies and you you change passions like i mean i w- i've always been a shoe person and so even in college like i was i was so like punk rock and so i had lots of vans and skater shoes and doc martens and all that stuff and i always had a ton of them and now um i still have those types of shoes but i've branched out into christian louboutins and steve madden's and manolo blahniks and all that stuff so gee see now the guys were just like waving their tongues around with these terrible dad jokes <laughs> and leave it to Aaron to tie it all back together. Um, so that's, that's, the, that's the sort of professionalism I get to work with every day. What's, Thank what's you. your guys' <laughs> excuse? Yeah. I, I, I don't you know. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, Aaron, tell us about the Farmington band program. Like, uh, just for those that don't know you like I do, or Chris and Phil, just tell us kind of what your program is all about. Yeah, well, we've got about um, uh, 300 students in our concert band program. We have um, about 90 in our curricular jazz program, which is pretty cool. All of our students who are in jazz are part of a curricular jazz program that they get credit for. Um, We have a marching band of about 150 students, and we do the fall field competitive marching um, uh, thing. And we, we recently started... Um, non-performing classes like uh, rock band, music theory, Hamilton, the class, uh, all about Hamilton, the musical. So um, yeah, it's, 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 it's busy, but we got a lot of kids and um, we're lucky to have have great support and be in a a really big school where we have lots of students who, who, who want to be involved in music. So you're both, you're both at the high school full time, just yeah. pounding through all these groups and stuff. Do you get any yeah. lessons or uh, uh, sectionals or how does, do you have any time in smaller groups with your kids? Yeah. So we, we team teach um, all day long. So I teach jazz one and he teaches jazz two, and then we both team teach jazz three. Um, so the days that we're working with other groups, those kids are in sectionals and there's, there's, we have a student leadership program and we'll be eventually rolling that out on our podcast and talking about how we execute that. And then, um, so we each have two, 
two concert bands um, and then do lessons like pull out lessons for sectionals. And, and right now we're actually doing the one-on-one uh, lesson uh, group that Brad got from Parker and um, just making <laughs> those was, connections. And he was so inspired. And so that was one I of the things to that, that we met. Episode yeah. and I was like, I, I, I called up Aaron and I'm like, uh, we need to, we need to go have, have drinks and talk about this because we're starting and, this tomorrow. Yeah, we did. The, this was just Sunday. So we just started this and um, it's the end of our trimester. So it's really a good time to to do that and uh, get to meet, not meet, but like go through all those kids just one on one. And Brad started that process. Well, then I run all the bands. Um, and so it's 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 good. Yeah. So we just we just try to work together all day long. Like we meet in the mornings and what's the plan of attack for the day and and go from there. So it's a lot of fun. Love is it. everyone in the Farmington band program required to go to the same hairstylist or is it just the two of you? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, so, okay. So no, Aaron, I'm telling Aaron, this story. I'm telling well, this story because okay. <laughs> he, he, Brad loves to get his hair cut seriously. Like every, I'll give him three weeks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Crack your water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Brad likes to get his hair cut every three weeks. Well, he would just show up wherever he could get an appointment. So there was, you, you have to have consistent. No appointment. You just walk in. It's great. Yeah. Tips. You just and walk it, in. I wasn't trying to call out his hair salon, but whatever. Okay. So he'd walk into great clips and, I, and he'd come back and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, you need to start going to Margie. You need to go to my hairstylist. I mean, like my kids all go to her. My husband goes to her and she's a Farmington grad too. Uh, so I'm like, let's, let's support the Farmington people. And, uh, we just love her. So he's been going to her all the time. And if I need, if I need something quick done with my hair, I just sneak into his appointment and we just all yeah, laugh she, so much. Uh, <laughs> she does. Okay. So like my last, my last haircut, I'm, I'm sitting there and like, you know, Aaron just walks in and like, is getting a touch up and I'm like, this is my appointment. Um, and, and, um, I literally just got my haircut yesterday and I had to buy product for Aaron and take it to her to school. That like, was on Monday I'm, night because I was judging contest what, Monday night. Whatever, and I was like, give night. me some Doesn't product. <laughs> I know. Like like I'm your personal assistant? I think not. At least you uh, even pay she, for that she session takes that, and she just she hops takes in that, for a little bit. She <laughs> takes that other, that other duties as assigned clause in my contract very seriously. He sometimes has to fix shoes. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine. <laughs> Chris's I love face that. right now. It's, He's very it's... confused. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, in your team teaching situation, did you uh, uh, share a hairstylist? Sure. No. Did you ever have your your someone ask you to zip them up? I mean, you know, these yeah. are the things I'm. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the zipping part it was it was good. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a lot of. I don't know. What would you say? Yelling. There's a lot of yelling. <laughs> communication. We just call it communication. <clears throat> and, um, right? Y- yeah. Um. <laughs> one one person is, is, spells communication in all capital letters. Yes. <laughs> and then the other person I, listen. Very lowercase, right. small, small, like 0.8 <laughs> font. I'd nod and, and yeah, it worked great. Let's talk about your communication. So okay. when you two are communicating, do you look each other in the eye or do you now know each other so well that you can just, you can anticipate the next move? Kind of that. Um, I, I find it funny, like when we're text messaging and all of a sudden, like we're both typing the exact same thing and then we LOL the exact same thing. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Like we just kind of pick up each other's sentences and it's, it's pretty funny how, how we can do that. Um, and you know, sometimes when things aren't going the best, like if we, you know, if we're having a crabby day or whatever, and cause sometimes we can fight like brother and sister and I'm like, get out of my office or I slam the door from his. And then we come back and I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, and we laugh and, and whatever else, but, but it's, it's, it's a really good relationship because we, we really value what each other has to say. And, and we're like, huh, I didn't think about it from that perspective. Let's try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least we're going to try it and support each other. Um, we have a pretty good uh, relationship in front of the kids too, where they, they see us and they, 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 they see Brad's energy and craziness yeah. and whatnot. And then they know that like he comes in and he'll wreck my lessons like in a heartbeat. Oh, and a it's, great it's fantastic lesson at that. 
and, and we just laugh, you know, like, but he knows when to do it at appropriate times. He knows not to do that, like, you know, the week of the concert or something like that. But <laughs> well, and this comes about because we, we, um, we actually have very different teaching styles and our personality in mm-hmm. a rehearsal is very different, but we, we both share the same philosophy of music education. So we're always like focused on the same sorts of goals and outcomes, but we have a, a lot of times two different ways of getting there. And I think that helps us to, to reach more students um, and to be more creative and to learn from each other because yeah, I mean, I've always done things my way and, you know, for at, in the life of most band directors, you know, you, you work your career by yourself in a school all alone. And I realized, you know, 14, 15 years into my teaching career that, wow, um, I just became a better teacher because of the person that I work with. And, um, that was, that was pretty cool to know that there was like a, a phase two to my teaching career that I wasn't going to stagnate just because I'd been teaching for 15 years. So, I mean, this is, uh, I had the opportunity to team teach, uh, in the past as well. And I really loved that model. And uh, it's great to hear you talk about, right. You can be your own teacher, but the philosophy is the, what lines up. That's how mm-hmm. you can make that work and give each other the space you need to be your own teacher, but, and support each other. What else, uh, like, what are the other benefits or what are the other secrets to making a team work from well, your I, perspective? I, think, I just don't think that there's very much of an ego. I mean, we, we find literature for each other all the time, whether it's he's finding literature for me for wind ensemble or me finding literature for symphonic band or, or you know, anything in between. Like we're just we're just like, I heard this. I think this would be great for your ensemble. And we have a lot of those like same, same like abilities and like balance and, and always wanting to push each other to get better. Like here, I think your band can do this. I think you can teach this really well and we trust each other. So like if, if he's in symphonic band and I'm, that's my, that's technically my prep hour. Um, and if I'm not in there working with kids and I want to go in and I'm like, I got to fix this. And I just, I just jump on the podium or I invite him to do that with the wind ensemble. Um, we, we just trust each other. And that's that's a thing that I think a lot of people let get in the way. They they let the the lack of trust and the egos kind of oh don't don't touch my stuff, um, and they don't think that they they feel that way. But I think they kind of feel that way. Like this is mine and this is my product. Where you know when you're talking about that philosophy of of the whole program, like you all had out at uh, with Parker and stuff, like it's a whole program. It's not just about the wind ensemble is the only thing that matters or jazz one's the only thing that matters. That's, that's my take on it. And that was the nice thing. Like even working with Gottwig too, you know, Jeff having Gottwig, my predecessor. Oh yes. Thank you. Sorry. Listeners probably don't all know, but <laughs> what's, a, what's a Gottwig? They're like, they're like, am I supposed to have a Gottwig in my band? Is, is that supposed to be in my, in my toolkit? Harry Potter. I want to tell the, that... the, the, the first year teachers and the, the uh, students who are listening. All right. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. You don't my... need a Gottwig in your repair kit. I'm just saying. We don't have listeners. We have community. They're always moving. Any... Yes. So like even, even working Wait. with him. It was that way too. I would always, I would find literature and he, you know, he trusted me and I trusted him. And that's, was exactly what I was looking for in, in a, in a partner to continue working with Farmington high school. Cause I've been in Farmington, this is my 23rd year. And, um, I started off in a middle school and I did middle school for about 10 years and, and came to the high school 13 years ago. And, um, I haven't looked back since it's been, it's been such a fun ride of, of showing up and, realizing what I get to do every day. So when, when Jeff Gottwig was retiring, I, I remember talking to my husband and saying, what am I going to do? Like Jeff and I had a blast together. Like all day we'd be laughing. And I remember <laughs> talking to my husband and going like, who, how am I supposed to figure out who to hire? Like I have really high standards now of working with somebody so well, like I really want to continue working in this environment. I don't want to go back to not having a great relationship with people or whatever. Right. And, um, he looked me dead in the face and he was like, you hire someone better than you. And I went, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. And it, it, it's, it's about knowing he's so proud of himself. Look at his ego going crazy, but you know, like it's, it's knowing each other's strengths and, (laughs) 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 and, 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 we both realize each other's strengths and we both 
realize each other's weaknesses and we, we help each other out. You know, if Brad's having a bad day or if I'm having a bad day, we, we just, we step it up and same thing on the, uh, on any side of it. We just show up and do the work and care about each other. So I have to share a quick story about working with Brad. Cause I can only imagine that this is your, your daily existence. This is my daily, daily existence. It's not even, so a, it's not even an exaggeration. Before he was in Farmington, he was in Austin and he said, have him, you got to come down. So I come down for the day in Austin and, um, you know, working, he's got these huge bands in this like small, like low ceilinged room. Right. And so they are packed in, like my back's against the wall and they're all wrapped in there. They're playing the hell out of things. I'm like, wow, that's so loud. Where are my earplugs? But they sounded great. They're doing great. And now they've got brand new facilities anyway. Um, so now I guess it was like the second or third band. I don't remember, but they, they come in, they're sitting down. It's later in the day and this girl's sitting, she's ready to play the clarinet. And I can tell she's a good clarinet player. Like how oh, she takes mm -hmm. the instrument out. She's, what was her name? What was her name? Cassie. Cassie. So Cassie okay. is getting ready to play. And here comes Mr. Like, <laughs> and he comes in and he's all bubbly and skipping around and he introduces me and then he runs away and he grabs a clarinet and he comes and he sits down with his clarinet <laughs> And we're playing this, I think it was John Williams. It we're was a John like, Williams. Yeah, it was like Liberty fanfare March. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So we're playing this fanfare, right? And uh or March and and they're going along and they're really wow, they're really playing well. And I kind of look down and there's this run in the clarinets that's coming up. So you know, I'm looking and I look over and here's Cassie and she starts playing and she and right next was Brad. And he's playing, he's like and then in the middle of that, like he goes, he like stops. And then he looks over at her while she's playing and says, I can't play that. And then he like went back and like put the clarinet back on her playing. At which point I laughed and then stopped conducting. And I was like, what are you doing? I, I was I'm trying to help, but I couldn't play that. So I told her and she, her eyes were already rolling. Like, oh God, she knew what She's like, going. I know. I know you can't play that. I don't know why you have a clarinet in your hand. We're trying to work with the guest conductor and you're all frolicking around. So I was like, yeah. That, yeah. That Get a trombone and go sit be. in the back. Right? <laughs> yeah anyway so that was my day with bradley and i thought wow aaron every day every day it's a special time there's there's and, days and, i'm like you can't come and play in the wind ensemble today you i, I won't let you wreck my ears today <laughs> unless he's playing trombone <laughs> just some days just some days he's, but the he's kids fully committed it. to making the sound yeah, he oh, is. Yeah. He 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 goes a hundred percent, and that's one thing I love about him is that he goes a hundred percent. So that that puts me at my hundred percent. So we push each other, but yeah, there's some days I'm like, no, we can't. I'm not. No, we're not wrecking today. <laughs> love it. Uh, I appreciate that you both have such a good tag teaming effort. Uh, the only tag teaming that I've been encouraged to do since I started teaching in Wisconsin twenty years ago is to tag team teaching seventh and eighth grade bands with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and by by tag teaming, I mean he'll rehearse them until they sound really good, and then say, "Here, come in and come work with them, college band director, dude." And and then I'm like, "All right, sounds great." Um, what am I doing here? That's that's what I was I was thinking. <laughs> that, that was how the, how the tag teaming. Bill, went. I, I, I feel like you probably like use say that question to yourself a lot in general like, <laughs> like who am i why am, am i here? doing here like what am i doing like, what is what, is, what I mean, measure of rest I, am i on i think about that when i listen to this podcast i'm like what am i doing here <laughs> i mean I yeah i'm driving and there's nothing else but i could probably be doing something better <laughs> oh, it's so fun though. I would, I, uh, you know, we, we listen to them before they drop and all that. And then I would, I was, I was throwing on a podcast the other day and Claire was in the car with me, my daughter. And I was like, Claire, do you mind if we just listen to this? Oh, it's fine. And then like, I like glanced over and she actually cracked a smile at some joke I made about Phil. And I was like, Yes. You're winning. Still winning. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was the best. I loved it. So um, I, you just mentioned this. Uh, so I want to bring this up uh, about a couple things and let's take this where you want. But so what I really like about you two and your program is I've seen you two talk with each other and challenge each other and push each other and, and, 
and do just like what you talked about, right? And you both have ego, but you're willing to let it go, or you're both willing to change course when you hear a good idea, right? There are so many people, mm-hmm. especially that are as talented as you, that have taught as long as you have had, they're like, no, I do it this way now. This mm-hmm. is how I do mm-hmm. this. And you really, like, you started a rock band, right? We had Eric Songer on. You've had, you know Eric as well. And um, you, you, you're like, that's a great idea. We're going to do that. <laughs> and then the next uh, thing, like, you talked about the standards basing with Parker. And now you're trying it, right? You, you just, you go for it. That's amazing. Tell me why you're willing to do that or... What's your name again? Mm, give me more. Who are you? Okay. I'm going to just say this first and I'll let Brad answer. Our philosophy is every day is a good day to get better. And we, if you think you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And so, yes, we have to have egos because we're teachers. I mean, we all kind of do, right? Like, that's we have to be confident. Especially Phil. Of... <laughs> poor Phil today. <laughs> no, don't ever say that. It's not a poor. It's always a good day for Phil. <laughs> okay, good. But anyway, but that's, we, 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 we believe in challenging ourselves. Brad, you can jump in. I feel like I'm talking too much. I apologize. Well, and I think, I think, you know, ego is just a really loaded word anyway. Um, you know, people say ego when they see someone who is confident, right? Like, and Aaron and I are both confident, but we're also confident, uh, in, in realizing that we are far from perfect and Mm -hmm. we, we want to have really outstanding ensembles, and I mean that both in terms of musicianship, but both in like the character of the students within those ensembles. Mm-hmm. And y- you have to constantly be revising your teaching techniques, the music that you're playing, and um, uh, social norms. Like the way that um, I direct a band and the way that I talk to students now is very different than the way I did um, 19 or 20 years ago. Because I, I, I came out of college and I thought I had to be strict and demanding. And like, I was still good at teaching the notes and rhythms, but um, you just, you don't talk to kids like that anymore because A, we've realized it's not as effective, but B, um, they're humans. They, they would all quit. <laughs> like, like you just like that old school, like fire and brimstone. Yeah, um, like Chris does. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which, <laughs> which is, you know, and, and which is why he found his, he found his way onto an, a new career and that's like, oh, that's God. good for him. Um, but <laughs> see, um, but, but um, but no, but um, in all seriousness, um, this this goes back to um, teaching the whole student the the CMP model, which I which we don't do a lot of or as much of in Minnesota. That's a really cool thing that is you know from Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. I remember I remember the first time I ever heard about uh, blue and green music, and that the whole project that it it out of which it sprung, and I was like, wow, like, and then we started doing because of one of the sessions I saw Chris do six or eight years ago, passion projects. Mm-hmm. I had never done anything like that in my life. And I realized that it, that was for some of my students, it was the single most important thing they did yeah. in their entire high school band career. And it had yeah. nothing to do with playing their instrument. Do you ever run out of time? What do you take out of the program when you add in passion projects, when you add in standards-based time, when you add in um, rock band, like how do you make that work without like amphetamines? Huh? <laughs> um, well, part of it is, is, um, staffing for the last four years, we actually had an additional 0.5 band director. Now we lost that due to budget cuts, but our choral colleagues have helped us out, uh, by teaching rock band and music theory. Um, and most of the students that take like rock band, for example, and this is important, are not students who are currently in our band and choral right. program. It's it's outreach. Just we've got the vast majority of students in our school, and the vast majority of students in every school, um, <clears throat> at least at the high school level, are not playing in band or singing in a choir, but they love music. Yeah. So um, why aren't we so, creating so, space for them? Yeah. Yeah. And um, when it comes to like passion projects, we got oh, so we we've been doing um, the whole like e-learning um like snow day model since before it was cool and trendy since way before covid mm-hmm. um so i we started doing passion projects as like oh wow we have a flexible learning day because um the kids are all at home 
they don't have their instruments. And it started with something simple like writing program notes. And then I was like, oh, no, we could go much deeper. I saw that thing that Chris Gleason did, and let's call them passion projects. And they'll have a day to get started on a snow day, but then they have like a week to finish it up. And we might give them a little bit of time in class. But for the most part, they do 95% of that work outside of class. And we only we only do it once a year. Um, and in fact, I think last year we maybe didn't even do it because um, sometimes you don't have time for it. So it's it's a balancing act. And um, you, you do, you absolutely do not have time for everything. You got to pick and choose. That's something that Andy Nelson reminded us of last week on episode 48 of Band in Minnesota about teaching in small <laughs> rural schools. Um, so be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app to Band in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Wait, <laughs> One more time. Can you Band, Band in, in, in Minnesota. Minnesota. Awkward. So awkward. Just that. <laughs> Can you find that anywhere? Is that on any platform? Any even platform. Apple. Any, yeah. Even we Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah. See, <laughs> when we launched, we were on Apple Podcasts from the beginning. And like you, Yahoo's, it took you till what, episode five? Yeah, like, that was 20 that? minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was a mistake, too. They thought it was something else. Yeah. And the, the weird thing is, is that um, um, as soon as you launched on Apple um, podcast, it was like your streams actually started going negative. It was, re- it was really weird. It was like, they were like, they're taking, taking them back. Taking them back. Yeah, People demanding tomorrow. refunds. Like, yeah. We're dealing with a actually, refund. Yeah, Paul that. Kyle did demand a refund, actually, yeah. already. Via email. <laughs> For the minutes, I don't know how I give him his minutes back. Right, his time is worth worth something. It's I something. Have to pay my brother. Yeah, financially, yeah. we have to pay. Good. We're gonna have to cut your pay. Ah. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, well, I'll just steal it from Peter. Whatever. Whatever Got you it. cut from me, I'll steal from Peter. Okay. Good. Uh, I don't mind as long as I can be with my friends once a week. That's what matters. But uh, they, as you can see, left me alone and all got together. I, oh yeah, stop talking. Um. Just for a minute. That's hard. But, you know, just think of yourself as being on the podium and just conducting in, instead of talking just Mime. that way. Um, yeah, uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention how many students uh, that I teach are from Farmington. And they uh, have commonalities, these students that I, I mean, I'm thinking in particular of three private students from all players that have come from Farmington that all have... Um, certainly they were all great, wonderful trombone players, but all um, are really wise thinkers about music making and practicing. And we're all flexible students and willing to try just about anything I threw at them. So I had, frankly, I mean, they were very talented. I've had even more talented students that have come, but none that have had, had the type of flexibility that your students had in terms of trying new stuff. So that just suggests to me that both of you are trying new things with regularity in front of your students and are willing to, you know, have success or fail um, using new techniques with your group. Is there a question or are you just fangirling? Like what, what thanking them and fanning them? Um, Well, but I guess my question is, is, um, do you, you have so many students in the program? Do you have time to think about where they all go next when they're done with you? Yeah, we we they keep in t- contact with us quite a bit. They they want to come back and help out with marching band, or come back and see the kids in the program during break, or they come back for alumni pep band. But I think one of the big things that we do in our program, and I know many others do this as well, but in in terms of like that that flexibility is that you know we we actually teach that. Obviously, we preach it and 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 act on it, but we give the kids that level of. Um, accountability, responsibility, you know, we don't just get up there and say, this is how this, this note's supposed to sound. You know, we, we, we use that, um, the Scott Jones model of, um, um, what's, why am I forgetting it right now, Brad? Just like, I can't remember the name of it right now, but, um, uh, how they control the classroom a little bit too. So it's not just our musical ideas coming out. It's, it's them working together and listening to each other, not just how they're playing, but how, they're all like, oh, what's your musical idea? So right. we, ch- we try to do that. And then plus with our leadership too, like we, we have to learn how to get along and see a different perspective. And that's that's one of the big things that we do with leadership. 
Well, and another thing that we do is like we're we're always doing new music. Uh, you know, we we play a lot of standards, of course, but we're always introducing them to new music and um, changing music. Like Erin mm-hmm. will pass out a piece of music and work on it for a few weeks, and she'll she'll take it back and say. Um, this isn't working for me. Or I will ask students to say, um, I just did this at my last concert. We had um, a piece that I just could tell the students weren't like super digging. And I asked them one day, I said, "Um, how many of you would be offended if I like just collected this piece of music and passed out a new different one tomorrow? And, but I let them decide that. I gave them some um, decision-making and um, (laughs) I think... I think that um, um, when it comes to decision alarmed. making, like there's good decisions and bad decisions. Like um, taking your clothes get, off in a get, podcast. Taking, taking your clothes off on a podcast, <laughs> probably not a great decision. But um, giving, uh, we have these catchphrases, of course, in education. In our school district, there's two that um, would have been bantied about a lot in recent years. And um, they sound like cliches if you say them too much, but if you really dig down into their deeper meaning, it's important. Um, and they are radical trust and student agency, giving students um, the time and the space to explore what it is that they're interested in and the opinions that they have, and then trusting them to make good decisions with their time and with their resources uh, to to learn new concepts or to work together. So. Uh, like like today, Aaron was off uh, judging a festival and a couple of our bands spent a significant amount of time just independently working on solo ensemble music because I couldn't be in all places at once. And 95% of those kids worked completely autonomously um, on their own, even though um, there was nobody checking in on them. So that, you, that culture is takes time to build, but it's worth it if you do take the time to do that. I love that. This the theme of this uh, podcast has been uh, excellent. Oh, we have a theme. Yes, um, <laughs> it is on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, and you know what? You're I in. Th- no, I know what the theme is. Forte. Forte. No, is that the theme? Stop it! You're talking again. Okay, but here's the thing: you two are fabulous together. You work well together, and when you get that opportunity, what's that like? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> By the way, his teamer was his wife, so I'm just clarifying. His teamer's been his wife, so this is that's the best part of that story. But it's time to really find out how well you truly know each other. So here's the question: We have a couple questions oh, prepared. Oh, jeez! Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, this is going to questions for you to find out how well you know each other. First question goes to you, Brad. What is your partner's favorite TV show? Well, she loves trashy like well, the bachelorette I, no no like 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 housewives shows uh, yeah. yep, yep. But I, just, I also know, just say bravo, I also know yeah, yeah anything on bravo <laughs> but i also know i also know she loves the golden girls and often falls asleep oh. at night to episodes of the golden girls absolutely absolutely great stuff <laughs> okay let's flip it go do it the other way what's brad's favorite tv show uh seinfeld mm-hmm. the office <laughs> yep. Yep. That's those not are, hard those... to believe. None of that's yeah. hard to believe. <laughs> Brad, going back to you, what's her favorite book? Aaron especially likes, um, I would say, like books about like motivation and self help. Like, if I had to name your favorite single favorite book, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Uh, maybe the Talent Code. I don't know. That's one of your favorite books. That's one you actually introduced me to. Could you return that, by the way? Oh, yeah, I do still have it. <laughs> that was like seven years ago. That was like when I very first, I met Erin, like, and it was like the first book she, uh, her and uh, John, her husband, gave me. And they're like, you have to read this book. I'm like, okay. And I loved it so much, I refused to give it back. These two know each other pretty well. Erin, let's, let's go a little a level deeper here, though. What's Brad's favorite color? Ooh. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. I think blue. It is blue. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> but, but everyone should everyone should know that um, it's Wednesday, and on Wednesdays we wear, we wear pink. pink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Phil, let's let. What is what does Peter do for a living? <laughs> 
uh, this is going to be um, good. <laughs> so uh, Peter sort of uh, wanders around um, Minnesota and the Dakotas, sort of um, fencing used instruments. He'll just he'll just sell, sell used instruments wherever he goes. It's the think method. If you just get him to do the think method, everything's fine. I have this beautiful alto clarinet to sell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you should keep thinking and not playing. That's right. Just keep thinking about alto clarinet. Brad, what what are the uh, color of Aaron's eyes? Um. <laughs> Blue. Yep. That's actually, I love how he okay. said that with such confidence. Um, well, blue. Okay, I have to. I have a conf- no. I have a confession to make though. Like I don't. I don't notice eye color. Oh really? Um, no, not at all. Um, so I had. I literally had to think about it. I had to like picture Aaron's like face in front of me, and I was like, yeah, they're they're pretty blue, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. honest, all, I don't. All I, all I notice are Peter's mime hands, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just like when he demonstrates like how kids hold instruments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the fun tango really yeah, man. <laughs> lives, lives forever. Baby. There's the reason. There's a story That's behind a great... that one. Great... Oh, we got to hear it in, oh. in Chicago. Yeah, I also love that the butt witch story made it on the podcast because <laughs> yeah. that's a classic Hoverman story. Did that make it on the podcast? Well, it has. Yeah, that was with the Parker one. <laughs> that was on the Parker episode. Also, not showing up to the gig made that. Too, so. Oh well, that's how that works. Yes, I have a few moments I'm not proud of. Unlike Phil, who's just consistently not proud, he just stays down there. I, 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 there's l- very little shame left. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Wisconsin. it. So, can I ask uh, one more serious question before they break this apart? Um, you restarted the band in Minnesota podcast, right? So Jerry uh, Lucart started that with you, Brad. I mean, I remember I was on it at that time, and um, and then you yeah. went away for a while. You restarted. Why? Yeah. So, uh, um, so band we're not in busy enough. Yeah, started as basically a sabbatical project. It was, and it was Jerry's idea. Jerry came to me about three years ago and said, I have this idea. Um, And so we did the first 30 episodes over the course of an academic year. Um, And it was also the, uh, the year of COVID. So we started it in the fall of 2019 and then continued it into the spring um, of 2020. And uh, when I say we started it in the fall of 2019, we didn't actually record our first episode until, uh, December of 2019 or January of 2020. So we only got like six episodes recorded live and in person, including the one with Peter in February of 2020 at the uh, MMEA midwinter convention. And then the world shut down and we realized that podcasting was about to like really take off because people had all this time at home to listen to them. And it's very easy to record a podcast um, from home. Just tell that to Chris as we can't uh, in, get this thing started every time. Well, <laughs> I know. It's, it's funny that like, it's funny that three years, three years later, he still can't figure out the technology. I know this is new to you, but. Um, Not easy. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, but it was the idea of the podcast, if I can, you can totally edit this out later because this is not a very interesting story probably to your listeners, but maybe it is. The idea of Band in Minnesota and why it was called Band in Minnesota was that we would go out to uh. locations and we would do all of the interviews and all of the episodes on site and find out, okay, what is band like in this community? What is band like in that community? Um and we were going to travel all over the state of Minnesota to record these episodes. Of course, we couldn't once COVID hit, but um, we still came up with um, 30 really fantastic episodes. And then we did a couple specials. And um, and then it just kind of sat for about a year, year and a half. And Aaron mentioned to me one day um, this past summer or last spring and said, hey, you and I, we should do a podcast together. And I was like, well, you know, I already have a podcast, <laughs> and um, but it was it was like dormant, if you will, um, or hibernating. 
And I knew that, that, you know, Jerry had gotten really busy again and didn't want to continue with the podcast, but, but so we basically got the blessing. We got papal dispensation from Jerry to take over band in Minnesota, the podcast. Yes. Yep. He, he sprinkled holy water on us and, um, said, go forth and, um, do good with the podcast. Um, and we've been doing that. I think it was episode 33, Aaron, you joined the podcast. Yes. Is that correct? And I and yes. uh, we just dropped episode forty eight, and that's just um, since uh, late August. So we're um, we're cruising. See, I yeah. like the reboot of Band in Minnesota because it's fun, and that's one of the reasons why I decided to join these two yahoos in this endeavor because I like learning, but I like the relationship and the fun. It feels like yeah. I'm in the room when I'm on, when I listen to your podcast, even though I don't know the people in Farmington that have been on the podcast and things like that. In fact, I felt like I was in the room with you at the happy hour one, which was great. <laughs> it was great. And then you two slowly got pickled by the end. And I was like the only sober one left in the room. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not nice. Uh, we, gotcha. we had fun on that one. We got gotcha. you. Damn. It's a great um, episode. Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah. That's so if, you're, if your listeners, yeah, want to, want to uh, experience a, a podcast that's listeners. just. It had an S on it. it did. You put an oh. S on that word. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. If your, if your commuter would if like you, to. If, um, if your like, mom yeah. and your wife. Just one. Yeah. 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 No, no. Not Half their wives. No, their wives. No, their wives. No, no, wives. No, no, that's right. They don't. Got to pay them though. But it's fine. Got to pay them. Well, buy a pair of shoes. There you go. There you go. Hey, my boss, Laura Roker, I said her name, Laura, she listens. Well, that's awesome that she listens. I told her not to. There you to, go, you guys. Said, <laughs> I told her not. Told her not. Don't you got do somebody. Yay. I know. I know. You're right. You're like, I don't know if I want my boss to listen to this. <laughs> I haven't told anybody on campus. Um, but apparently we're over a thousand. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's that really is. good for that's what, awesome. six episodes. That's that's fantastic. That's a really good start. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, we recently we recently passed the sixteen thousand mark, but I mean, who's ooh. counting? You know, <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> but we can do that. Fill up some time. Six. So that's yeah. yeah. Six low breasts. You can't count that high. It's too many yeah, digits. No, it's less. Past four. It's less. It's, when you it's, think of if it, it's not a multi, if it's not a multiple of seven, he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like seven About number. Does the trigger count in those seven positions? Isn't there more? Isn't there more? I want to give him some credit. <laughs> I view the trigger as just something that you push it down halfway and you get a whale noise. Okay. So, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the whole goal. That's, that's, that's really I'm trying to help that's, you. I'm trying to give you something. And actually, we get you to kind of glist the notes. Have you ever tried that before? Like you can kind of smear the notes by doing the valve halfway? Yes. That's come up before. Yeah. That's come up. You probably don't do it otherwise. <laughs> um, yeah, I spend a good portion of my day listening to Glisson, Glissant, Glissandi. Yes. Nice. D. It's Italian. He's 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 made the fancy trombone term uh, extra accurate. Nice work. They're not intentional Glissandi. It's just his his trombone. Uh, just no, it's really. They it's just... a, I prefer the Glissando. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of every fifth or sixth note we'll have a little gliss just put in there. Um, yeah, P- portamento for the people. <laughs> yeah, portamento for the That's a shirt. <laughs> you two are above average. Um, beyond beyond average, I would say. Thank you. Byron and Brad, this was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. so hard to end these podcasts. That was not hard. He stretched so hard to finish it. I've learned that they can't be in the same room together while we do this. This is one thing we've learned tonight. They just, while Brad and Aaron have been talking, they've just been passing things back and forth to each other. Slippers, light bulbs. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I... Peanut butter. And I mean, either this is going to be a hot mess to listen to, or Chris, you have a lot of editing ahead of you. I like a good, I like a good boing sound oh, yeah. effect. I got that. Yeah. No problem. I know where that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a professional. Very the last professional. one. The last one that just came out with Andy Boysen, he put so many sound effects in there. And I was like, oh, God, this is horrible. And Erica goes, oh, I like this. This is so fun. And I was like, don't encourage him. 
Brandon Aaron, this has been wonderful. I'm so sorry to take so much of your time. It has actually been really great to just hear you talk about uh, your work together and the podcast and your program. You really, and you I really do- are. You're both, you're both a model for um, great how to treat uh, your colleague and have a long-standing, healthy relationship with people that you work with by respect. Um, and um, it, it, I left really clear after three years because I was working with Phil. It wasn't going I just walk in the middle of rehearsal and be like, I have this room signed out. What do you... <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> what do you think Pack it up, everybody. Junior yeah. faculty aren't allowed in here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Though he did run in my rehearsal once and yell, it's real as smoke pummeled into the room That's and right. we were playing oh through gosh. a fire alarm oh yeah, no we were playing through a yeah, fire alarm and it through. was a real fire and i learned oh, you know you, you have to pay attention to the fire alarm yeah it's the teacher can't, can't skip that yeah but the problem is eau claire does these stupid fire alarm like tests like two or three minutes before class is done and they don't tell you like they do in your high school right like they're going to test right. they just do it and I was like, we were playing Lincolnshire Posey. We had the last movement. We were a third of the way through. There's like a minute and a half left. There's two minutes of class left. And they all kept playing. And I was like, we'll go down playing. And they're like, yeah. Because <laughs> we just thought it was another uh, uh, It's for test. Granger. Oh, it's for, anyway, he whips open the door and the blackest, smelliest electrical smoke comes filling in the room. I have never seen so many people scatter. Oh like take that. It was no. amazing. It was a very and, bad. and how many years did you say you were there? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was not, not, not my not best very many. No, not not, 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 not a good choice. Oh. But there was an alto clarinet who ran out with his alto clarinet because it's stranger and he didn't know what to and do. You're like, and like carried around for like three days because they wouldn't let him back you, in the building. And you're like the least he could have done was leave the alto clarinet in the fire. Burn right, so out. many things. There was Melt one clarinetist, Eric, Eric Schultz, who. Was everybody's scattering and he's swabbing out his clarinet and taking <laughs> off the reed and putting it away. And I was like, Eric! like I'm like the I'm like the captain of the ship, right? I can't leave until all my kids are out, right? I have to go down with the ship. And he, I'm like, Eric, you gotta go, 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 go. And he was like, I, this is a very expensive clarinet. And he was just like putting it all together and running out with his clarinet. Oh my god. Yeah, he was very, very protective of his clarinet. More than my life. So there you go. With with your permission. Um, we'd like to run this episode on our feed as well, um, and drive some of our listeners because we have to actual you. listeners over to your podcast. Um, we we well, will put mom. a disclaimer, but um, I think that this that would be fun. We'll, we'll we'll chat more about it. But um, I I love the um the dual promotion, yeah, yeah cross pollination. Seems, seems like most um, of our viewership is interested in getting better grades. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Seems like there's an awful lot yeah. of people seeking seeking A's. Well, yep. well, that, that's good. Your uh, the Wisconsin listeners can can learn something from um, the Minnesota folks, and vice versa. Indeed, yeah. all the every great, day is a good day to get better. Send Aaron Rodgers to you. Great, she yeah. brought it all yeah. back there. I see that. That was good. Yeah, we'll get over Okay, it. Yeah. thanks for joining about. us. Thanks, Have guys. a great night. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Weren't they great? I'm so happy that you two, like, they they spoke so much. You couldn't get a word in. It was the most beautiful thing. I loved it. We said things. You just passed things back and forth. Certain, Clearly, you can't be trusted to be in the same room. Pertinent to offer to today's conversation, our guests are really articulate. So I was like, "Hey, you're really nice people, <laughs> and you're that was, that was like the sum total of my contribution. And you're good at what you do." Yeah. And then you thought, "I'll I'll use a poll from Facebook to see if these people know each other." That was a nice touch. I like that, Chris. It was Thank not you. Facebook. It was Women's uh, Health, wasn't it? Uh, golf, <laughs> golf, golf Digest. Oh my god! I'm so glad we do this together. But it worked. It was good. Uh, it was good, great. despite you. It was really good. They, they got they were hundred. I, I said that the best part of the podcast was the sheer number of minutes that it took for us to get the technology even close. Yeah, it it's a struggle. Um, it's, that wasn't. It was like. I'm sorry, Riverside. Sponsor trademark nah, copyright. It usually doesn't. 
it usually doesn't do that. That was weird, but no, of course does. we had to have experienced no. podcast people on when it happened. So that was that was a extra special. It's good. They they no. supportive. I'm right now our only sponsors are the uh, Greater Dakota's Mime Association. So that's all we've got. Let's leave a little space for them right now. Go ahead, uh, sponsors. Put your uh, information here. <laughs> Is that for the mimes? Tit. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll have to work on that. Yeah, it's not much going on in there. He kind of, he does have a mime look to him. Hoberman. Hobbert, he does. He does. He does. In, in Just right. a, something a little off in there. Yeah. And it's actually nice. I like this part right here. Is it the striped shirt? Oh, he's it? back. Forget it. It's no fun okay. anymore. Open, open torso. All right. Well, you two have been just really s- exceptional tonight. There's been a lot <laughs> hey, of exception. Hey, and uh, O-Strainer has a cold. So, look, commuter, I'm too bad. You're leaving. He's leaving right now. Nice to see all of you. I'm going to leave. He's going to go now. Bye, Phil. Okay. Well, well I guess if he's going to leave, how, how are we going to end this? Uh, I don't know. I guess. Did he already close the door? Beyond Artless is sponsored by Beyond the Notes Music Festival. Our mission is to create and provide profound learning and social experiences through music that go beyond the notes. Visit btnmusicfestival.com to learn more. Artless. What? Artless. Beyond Artless. Artless.